Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. I'm Cynthia Pooler, and my guest today is Cynthia Carell. Uh, this is Focus on Albany, and I'm speaking to Cynthia Carell, and she's going to, uh, we're going to have a discussion about the candidates for governor in New York State. So, Cynthia, how do you think it's playing out so far? Um, I think the number of people that have expressed an interest in running indicates um, not good things for Kathy Hochul. If they thought mm-hmm. that she was uh, in a strong position, there wouldn't be so many people putting their names out there. So what names have you heard so far? Well, we know that Tish James is going to run. Um, mm-hmm. She has not been shy about that. In fact, you know, sort of the order of events, she she filed her report um, on Andy Cuomo. He resigned. Right after that, she said she was going to run. And then right. right after that, she started issuing copies of transcripts. Um, so it's pretty obvious that that she's very serious about this. I understand that she went to Somos um, to court big donors. Mm-hmm. That she, Somos is, uh, for those who don't know, is a conference that's held in Puerto Rico and heavily attended by uh, Lat- Latino um, power brokers and donors. <clears throat> so she made the rounds there. Um, she also showed up at that nurse's strike in Buffalo, and in an act that actually could have created a conflict of interest for her office, she donned a union T-shirt and stood with the workers, which is nice. I'm I'm very pro-labor, but considering that her office has a role in labor disputes, I thought that that was putting her own personal needs way ahead of her obligations to her office. So that was a little surprising to me. Um, So we know she's running. But she and Hochul, of mm-hmm. course, will, will split the women's vote to the extent that there is still a gender block. So they're going to tear at each other's um, totals. Jumani Williams has filed. Wait a second. Stop right there, Cynthia. Okay. Do you think that women still vote for women because they are women? Do you think that's still prevalent? I think there I think it's less that women vote for women because they're women than that women candidates tend to campaign on things that are important to women, more bread and butter issues. Um and I, I think of like how um AOC um is always focused on kitchen table issues. She's constantly thinking, you know, doing these TikToks and things about normal things, like how are you paying for your kid to go to the dentist? And men sometimes go off on sort of, men candidates go off on, on tangents sometimes about more macro issues. So I think women mm-hmm. candidates are better at appealing to women voters. Okay. So I don't think it's so, so much that women vote for women because they're women, but because women candidates understand their issues. 
Okay. I'm sorry for interrupting you. You were talking about Jamani Williams. Yes. So the end of October, he filed his papers to run for governor. Um, so he's already in the race. Um, <clears throat> he's been making some of the rounds. I know he's been up to Buffalo at least once. Um, there was also a big fair upstate someplace that he went to. Um, he has a similar sort of problem. He ran against Kathy Hochul in the last cycle and didn't really get much traction. He has um, the same cannibalizing the vote problem that Tish has with Hochul, where they're cannibalizing the women's vote, to the extent that there is still a person of color voting block, he and Tish James cannibalize each other's um, voter base there. So the three of them all have a problem caused by the others. <laughs> um, okay. The other thing is you really can't win statewide office in New York without Long Island, and the which is why the GOP wants to run Lee Zeldin. I mean, they're certainly not running him for his ideas or his intelligence. Um, but they, there is a big voting block on Long Island, and um, you you have to have either upstate plus Long Island or the city plus Long Island. But you either way, you need Long Island to win. And um, so there really needs to be somebody from Long Island running. Um, of the two most commonly mentioned possibilities, which are Tom Swazi and Tom DiNapoli, I think DiNapoli is in the better position to do it. He has the better argument. Um, okay. Tom has previously won statewide office and been returned to that statewide office on multiple occasions. He inherited a pension system that was teetering and about to crash, and we now have the number one state pension system in the country. So he has a very strong record of accomplishment to run on and you know, just plain old-fashioned competence, which I think there is still a large appetite for, um, especially after the Trump years and after Cuomo's decision by, by vanity years um, where he forced certain projects or tried to force certain projects, not because they made sense. So many projects that Andy wanted because out of his own vanity are now being canceled because they don't make sense. So I think there's a real hunger for competence in office, and Tom DiNapoli brings that. Further, by virtue of the audits that his office does, he has probably the best sense of what is going on all over the state than probably any any candidate we could imagine. Why, why would somebody who is in an office where the chances of him being reelected are great, why would he throw that away and run in a race for governor where there's going to be a lot of other people and his chances might not be that great for winning that particular office. What do you he's, think? Not, he's not up. It's the attorney general and the governor that run in the same cycle. The controller runs in a different cycle. He's not risking anything. Tish James is risking things. 
I think Tom Vinapoli runs. No, he runs uh, the same year that that um, the other statewide candidates run. One second. I don't think so. Um. Oh no, you're right. You're right. I thought he ran. Mm-hmm. I thought mm-hmm. he ran. I thought he ran the alternate two years. No. So why why would he risk a safe seat for running in? For a seat that has a number of candidates who have already said they want the job. For the same that reason anybody else. For the same reason anybody else up that year will do that. Well, I think it's a fool, a fool's errand on his part if he does that. What about Tom Swazi? Well, Tom has a better argument for running for controller than he does for running for governor, which is Tom Suozzi was a double professional degree. He has both an MBA and a law license, and he worked for a big eight accounting firm. So on his first day in office as a controller, he would be better qualified than Tom DiNapoli was on his first day, although Tom DiNapoli obviously did some amazing on-the-job learning. Um, But again, you'd be be leaving that office in safe hands Um, and in the hands of somebody who has a good business law and accounting background. Um, So it's not like that office would be abandoned. So there's also talk of uh, Andrew Cuomo getting back into the ring. Uh, what I do you know, think I find of that? that? Astounding. I find that astounding, and it kind of defeats the whole point of him resigning. Then, <clears throat> if resigning was supposed to be him accepting responsibility for what he did, <coughs> excuse me, um, then running again after that sort of negates it. Further, if you have read any of the transcripts, he doesn't really accept responsibility. It was just that he caved into pressure to resign. Um, But he has an additional problem in that the DA's office in Albany is still doing a very thorough-looking, at least from the outside, criminal investigation. He may not be able to run. He may be under indictment. Well, time will tell on that one, right? Right. If he, until he, unless or until he's sure he's not going to be indicted, for him to throw his hat in the ring is is really a slap in the face to every other Democrat because um, he risks throwing the race into chaos. What if he won the primary and then was indicted and convicted? He's really saying... I don't care what happens to the state. I don't care what happens to the party. I don't care what happens to anybody else but me. This is only about me because I get $18 million in my campaign fund. Okay. 
And you think that's pretty myopic? I think he is and always has been an opportunist. He's never really cared about policy for policy's sake. He has cared about building things that he could slap his name on. Um, but, and, and, and like the Second Avenue Tunnel and things like that, like that project was forced so that he could take a train ride on New Year's Eve one year and say that he had done it, you know, and things like that. It turns out that the Mario Cuomo Bridge, um, there are uh, rivets on it that are breaking already. It's it's breaking mm-hmm. already because they forced that construction and they basically papered over problems instead of dealing with them appropriately so that he could have a win. He he does these things not for the outcome but for his own glory. Now, not make you, people's lives you, better. You you've known the Cuomos for a number of years. You know the whole family. Yeah, I mean, we're not like friends. I knew them because we went to right. the same schools. Has he always been like that? Uh, I first met him at the very first high school dance at Malloy High School in September of my freshman year of high school. And he was like, he was a bully then, too, and all about how important he was then, too. And he was just a pipsqueak 14 year old. <clears throat> So, yeah. Wow. Wow. So let's get back a a minute and let's talk about uh, the Republican, potential Republican nominee. What do you think? I I think it's a losing battle because... um, New York is basically a, a blue state, and for for the Republicans to put a super conservative, I don't think is in their best interest. What do you think? I think that if I were the GOP, uh, I would be encouraged by the fact that they are coming on the heels of somebody who resigned in disgrace. Um. New York has elected governors. Nelson Rockefeller was a Republican. George Pataki was a Republican. Um, We've had Republican governors, um, and especially Rockefeller was incredibly popular. Um, I think if you are a good person and have good ideas, you can win as a Republican in the state. Um, But that does not describe Lee Zeldin or Andrew Giuliani. Both of them are in some sort of foot race to prove who is more of a deranged Trumpist than actually worrying about policy. Right. So, so therefore, why would anybody want to vote for somebody who has, <laughs> you know... Uh, okay, who, I, ha- I have your answer. Okay. Long Island, especially Suffolk County is one of the original homes of the Tea Party. And the Tea Party people turned into the MAGA people. If you drive down Hempstead Turnpike on 
many a Saturday afternoon or Sunday afternoon, if you drive up Route 110 on, on a weekend, very often you will find yourself caught in a MAGA parade. They all have these pickup trucks with the thousand flags hanging off them and a whole bunch of Trump bumper stickers, uh, and there will be people on the side of the road holding Trump is my president forever signs. Um, oh, my there God. There is a huge Trump voting block on Long Island. Huge. Remember I said you need city plus Long Island or upstate plus Long Island? There is also a huge voting block in various pockets upstate for, for Republicans, they, and they vote a straight Republican ticket, whether they like Trump or not. There is a path for Lee Zeldin. It is wow. because of this huge block of Trump voters that they were floating um, rumors the year before last about um, Trump Jr. or Lara Trump running out in Suffolk for, uh, for Congress. Mm-hmm. There is a big pocket. There is a big pocket in Massapequa. Okay. Um, there's a lot of these people. They are very, very visible. They are very, very aggressive. Um, they're very intimidating if you've ever been caught in one of their parades. Um, and a lot of them are in the Nassau and Suffolk police departments. So who guards our polling places? I, I don't think of Long Island as like... Uh, like the southern states where it's predominantly red. Uh, oh, there are, parts of, there are parts of Long Island that are insanely, uh, Massapequa, high on the list, that are insanely red. Okay. There, okay. Ha, there has been a lot of problem when people tried to do, and it was, uh, interestingly, uh, like out in like the Belmores and stuff, it was predominantly white people doing Black Lives Matter marches. They had permits. They had coordinated with the police department. They did everything right. And um, huge numbers of Trump to counter protest. Wow. What about Tom Swasey? Uh, as I said, there's an excellent argument for him to run for controller if DiNapoli runs for um, governor. And I think he would make a very good controller. And Tom is would also be a, a good person, because don't forget, when they do these audits, they recommend changes that towns and villages can make to solve whatever it is they're doing wrong fiscally. And because Tom is a problem solver by nature, um, I think he would make a great controller. But, but you know, that's a that's a what if situation. Oh yeah, absolutely. Only, right, right. Um, I ju- I, I think just there's a better argument it. for him to run for controller than for him to run for governor. It would be different if the Republicans were putting up a former county executive. So if he was going to be running, you know, against George Latimer, it might be a different situation. Um, because then you have an apples-to-apples contest. Mm -hmm. But in this contest, there's nothing really that gives him an edge over 
running against another congressman who hasn't accomplished much. I mean, Congress so is you, different. As an executive, so, Tom is very dynamic and gets a lot done. Congress, it's a different system, a different method, and I don't think he's as adept at that as, as he is as an executive. So... Um, it's also it's just a slower system. It's harder to, to rack up wins when you're in Congress as an individual congressperson. Right. So everything is up in the air right now. There's no clear-cut front runner. Would you say that's accurate? I think that's very accurate, and we really won't know till they start doing their campaign finance filings mm-hmm. until we see who's raising the money. I mean, very clearly... Uh, James has been out trying to raise money. I don't know how successful she is, but when she does her filing, we'll know. Um, Jimani Williams did not do so great at raising money last cycle. We'll see how that goes. Um, Swazi's very good, at, very disciplined when it comes to raising money. Um, and Tom DiNapoli, by virtue of having run multiple statewide races, has got fundraising sources all over the state. He's not dependent on milking one region dry. So do you think there'll be other names that will be thrown out for for um, contention before? Like I said, we will know when they start raising money, because as you know, you can't raise money without filing. So although you can go talk to donors and say, will you give me a commitment that on such and such a day you will write me a check for such and such an amount of money, they can't actually take the check until they file. So as we see more and more people filing, we'll know what's happening. And when we see the amount they file, then we'll know who's gaining traction. So, but but Kathy Hochul has the power of the incumbency, right? She does. I just don't think she has enough time. She's very clearly courting New York City. I totally get that. She is absolutely courting New York City. I just don't know if she has enough time to seal the deal. I think she's a lovely person. I like her as a human. Um, And she has exquisite people skills. I am constantly um, in awe when I see her work in a room. She she really does it so gracefully. Um, I just don't think she's got enough time. Wow. Wow. So the other thing to look for when they start filing their campaign finance reports is where the money's coming from. If somebody's got all their donations coming from one region or two regions, not a good sign. Because if somebody donates to you, the chances that they will vote for you go up exponentially. But if somebody's getting... a a lot of money, but it's all coming from the same region, that means that it's not a predictor of how many votes they're going to get. If you see somebody getting money from all over the state, that's a better predictor of what what their vote count is going to look like. Okay. All right. But it's not only that. I write a check for somebody. Not only am I voting for them, everybody in my family is going to be pounded over the head to vote for them. Because, I, you know, that matters to me. So I, I become a person who's a, a force multiplier. So donors scattered all over the state are more worthwhile. Um, so we shall see. 
So it's going to be very, very interesting. Um, it's going to be a long year for these gonna, people. What what I'm going to be interested in is come just come January when the uh, legislative session starts. How mm-hmm. Kathy Hogan is how she's going to deal with the budget. Yep. And and all of the issues that are going to be talked about during the session, plus run for re-election at the same yep. time. That's mm-hmm. not going to be an easy task. No, it's not. Um, I Since she hasn't run on her own platform, she the one thing that's sort of good for her is since she hasn't run on a platform of her own, she, unlike Joe Biden, she doesn't have anything in particular she needs to deliver on. And since she mm-hmm. has made it clear that she is not wedded to pretty much anything Cuomo did, she doesn't have to deliver his platform. So right now she has no, you know, deliverables that people are, are expecting from her. Okay. So Which, that, we'll see that's the, good for her. So we'll see within the next couple of months how it all shakes out. So yep. you've been listening to Cynthia Carell. This is focused on Albany. I'm Cynthia Pooler. If you like this show, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Cynthia, it's always fun talking with you, and thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great day. Thank you so much for having me.